0: Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region, The Marcus Warren Show. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and agent, and author of The Retirement and Tax Playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday and sitting here to my left-ish in front of me, kind of-ish. I am joined by our resident tax professional, Dee. How you doing, Dee? Hello and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also... Throughout the show, we will be offering our Retirement Rescue Game Plan, which is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risk that threatens your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. Now, in that game plan, you'll get a copy of my two books, a few different financial reports, and you'll get access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. And you can simply order that by going to warrenwealth.com. Dot net. That's warrenwealth.net. You go to that site, put in your information, and that retirement rescue game plan will be delivered free of charge to your front door via USPS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. Now, here we are, and it's Halloween. This is a Halloween uh broadcast a Halloween Sunday and um, it looks like um, you know at least here where we are it's going to be nice and crisp and um, uh, the kids and the trick-or-treaters are going to be able to go out and uh, and have a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, What what, are you going trick-or-treating or or, or dressing up or going to any uh, parties or been to any parties this weekend?
2: Not yet no trick well no trick-or-treating no parties but I am thinking about dressing up as one of those guards from the squid game.
1: There you go. Um, that's my uh, Halloween costume. That's your Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, uh, very uh, appropriate and and, and pop culture ish right now. That's right. Um, my son had a, a Halloween party at the house on Friday, and uh, you know they were uh, down there in, in in the basement in the lower level. I, I was tried to stay as far away as I could from that lower level, but still kind of uh, keeping uh that uh, chaperone eye out oh,
2: yeah.
1: on them, mm-hmm. making no, sh- no, making sure that no shenanigans go on down there, especially because they're, you know, um, you know, sixteen, seventeen, oh, heck, yeah. even eighteen year olds now down there because Uh-oh. he's a senior in high school. So Adults. it's uh, well, yeah, not really, but <laughs> legally some down there eighteen, yes, but not really. Mm. They still have that uh, that mush, that soft spot. Um, you know, on their brains and their mm. in their heads. Anyway, anyway, let's let's get into money matters. Here comes the money. Here we go, money talks. Here comes the money, money,
0: money, money. <laughs> money, 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 money. Dollar, dollar.
1: Dollar. All right. So, um, what I want to spend uh, this segment talking about. Heck, we, we may even bleed over into the next segment. Is I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about gambling. Uh, but more, but more importantly, I want to talk about what I think a lot of people are, are gambling on, and that's cryptocurrency. Um, now, there are some good things uh, uh, from a uh, alternative investment standpoint, uh, aka some of this cryptocurrency that that people have been investing in. Um, that's a good thing. I think it's gotten a lot of um, minorities uh, into. Uh, at least thinking about investing and and trying to um, help and make their money work for them. However, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, most people are, are gambling when they jump into a lot of these cryptocurrencies. And really, there, there's nothing wrong with wanting to uh, invest in crypto uh, if it's interesting to you. Um, really, in fact, it, it could be a way to provide a little extra growth for your portfolio. Um, as long as you have the risk tolerance for it. Um, but, uh, before you start to invest, you need to make sure that it's only, and I'm going to repeat this again, it's only the money that you can afford to lose, um, and what you should do initially, before you even invest in anything, much less cryptocurrencies, is you need to educate yourself. You should start by learning how they work, what it is. You hear these words called blockchain and all these uh, coins and altcoins and stable coins. Um, you know, a, a big thing to know about uh, uh, how to invest your money is that it's important to be careful and understand what you are getting into. Um, You know, find out what's available. Learn about the underlying technology, which is blockchain. Um, You know, you have to learn about these things because if you don't, it could be detrimental. You also need to educate yourself on the risk as well. Um, With any investment, uh, you can always, there's always that potential to lose money. So you need to understand the main risk uh, when learning about um, cryptocurrencies or really just investing in general. You have to know, um, you have to uh, get a, a temperature check on your tolerance for risk. And what I don't like about um, this crypto craze is that most people, at least the people that, that uh, um, I talk to um, or really are, who are close to me, are using it, what I feel as a lottery ticket, right? They're, 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 they're playing the lotto, they're rolling the dice, right? They don't really even understand it. Um, you know, I hear people uh, talking about it, uh, at the barber shops and talking about cryptocurrencies and, and, uh, Bitcoin and Dogecoin and all of these different, um, coins that are out there and they don't understand it. My, my, my uncle recently, um, uh, uh reached out to me and was asking me about, uh, crypto and which ones should he, should he put his money in? And he's already, uh, put some money in, uh, uh, some, some coins and, and things of that nature. And I thought to myself, uh Oh, um, I know, you know, but by the way, I want to preface this with saying that, you know, I love my, I love my family, love my uncle, love everyone, but I just know that, once certain people start talking about uh, investing whether it's Bitcoin now or cryptocurrencies now or back in the day when it was um, when we had the 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 tech bubble and the dot-com bubble and you had uh, your grandmother or um, old man River talking about investing in pets.com and the, that average person talking about jumping in you knew that there may be a bubble of brewing and as I this was was communicating with my uncle. I started thinking to myself, "There's probably a bubble that is a brewing when we're talking about cryptos." And then uh, I uh, was um, I uh, stopped by a convenience store. Um, I want to say about a week or, or so ago, and um, I was uh, I, it wasn't in my neighborhood, but um, I swung by. Um, Picked up a couple of things, and I noticed that there was a Bitcoin machine, almost like an ATM machine, but a Bitcoin machine in this convenience store that basically allowed people, to, I guess, to I, I, I guess to, to to buy Bitcoin or, or buy cryptocurrency. Okay. which was odd to me because um, you know it it was it was in the hood. You know, I'm I'm gonna be straightforward. It 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 was in the hood, right? Um, and I thought to myself, over where I live, I haven't seen these Bitcoin machines mm-hmm. sitting around in the suburbs, right? In the burbs, no. You know, it, it's it, it's kind of like um, uh, those check cashers, yes. right? You know, mm-hmm. those uh, payday loan spots, right? They're not in the uh, they're not in the suburbs. The pawn shops, you don't see a lot of those in in the suburbs. The rent to own places, you know, you don't yeah. see a lot of those spots. In the suburbs, over where where we live, but uh, and I haven't seen any of these Bitcoin machines over where we live, and so I feel like it's one of those things where they're throwing it out there like lotto, right? Like the uh, mm-hmm. all, all these the, these Powerball, mega like millions. hey Mega Millions, hey you know buy buy this get get this coin, hey this is a new craze right now. Let's by the way that machine uh, had a. Um, had a fee of like 6%. So, oh, you know, if you were going to Ooh. purchase or buy any kind of crypto or Bitcoin or whatever, you were going to be paying a, a 6%, uh, you know, fee, commission, whatever that is to that, you know, just just to buy it. So um, that, to me, threw up a lot of red flags. And so there are a few things that I want people to think about because you have to go in eyes wide open when you're looking to invest in anything, but I really think that this crypto craze right now is more of a gamble. People are thinking, "Ooh, let me just try to hit it big. Let me go to that crypto roulette table, put all my money in black and spin the wheel and just keep my fingers crossed and hope that it hits big. But let's go through a couple of things. Um, we're closing in here on the break, but I'm going to go over a couple of these things, a couple of things that I want people to be aware of uh, as you're thinking about uh, putting your money in Cryptocurrencies. Number number one, you you need to think about this that it's historically volatile, right? Cryptocurrency prices are very very volatile. They rise and they fall very quickly. All you have to do is just take a look at a price chart uh, at one of these uh, cryptocurrencies, and you'll see wild swings from day to day, and it's common. um, Even for even for things like well known well known cryptos like Bitcoin, right? Um, and so you have to understand that. Think about Ethereum. Ethereum mm-hmm. is a, a, a cryptocurrency, right? Yep. And uh, its price was above $4,000 uh, in May of this year. Okay. Then it dropped to half, 2000 by July. Yes, it did. And now I think it's back up to about $4,000. is it? Yes, it, it is. Are you looking about now?
2: About $4,400. Yeah, yes. 4400
1: now, right? And that's one of the bigger ones. Smaller currencies like Dogecoin, that has seen even more dramatic market swings. And so the one thing that I know about volatility in the market, when it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, and when they're huge and uh, dramatic, it causes investors or gamblers or speculators to do the wrong thing at the wrong time, and they do it all the time. So if you do not have a stomach to see your, $500 $500 that you throw into Bitcoin <laughs> drop to $200 for a period of time, then you probably might not want to invest in any kind of crypto because you're going to see those wild price swings, right? Especially if it's money that you're going to need anytime soon. So if you're looking uh, to try to hit it, hit it big uh, in a matter of months or anything like that, it's probably uh The odds are are, are stacked against you, right? And so you have to just go in, eyes wide open, understanding that that's not the way it works. So if you're looking for something with relatively stable pricing, then crypto is not there yet, all right? I'm not done with talking about these cryptocurrencies. In the next segment, we're going to dive in more into how you have to go in with education and with a little thought behind Whatever you invest in, whether it's crypto or whether it's whatever it is. All right. Anyway, coming up next, that's what we're going to talk about. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Scared. Um, oh, here we go. I was wondering. Um. Oh, here we go.
0: It was a cauldron.
2: Yeah, it was bubbling.
1: And of course, this is
0: appropriate. <laughs>
1: so, welcome back to the show. This is uh, The Monster Mash. This is by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. By the way, this song came out in 1962. Oh, okay. This is what is um, astounding to me.
2: Yeah.
1: It was number one in the US yeah, it and was. number three in the UK.
2: Oh, man. This song yeah.
1: was a hit.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I like it. It's interesting what we're amused and like. Anyway, welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Um, this is Marcus Warren and when I left off the last segment, we were talking about this crypto craze that is taking the uh, world by by storm and it uh, it scares me a little bit because a lot of people are saying they are investing in these, uh, cryptocurrencies when really they're speculating and gambling. Everyone's trying to, uh, use it as their lottery ticket. Um, at least the average individual investor. And so I started laying out some, uh, just the guide, just, just the guidelines and, and, and the framework of why, what you need to be thinking about and the caution you need to take when investing in these types of, of, um, Investments are speculating in these types of investments. Uh, what I said in the last segment is that it is historically volatile. Um, they're subject to wild swings and people get caught up in the pandemonium of hearing about someone who got in early and made a bunch of money, just really almost the same way as, as, as individual stocks go to, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, Hey, I got the stock at $3 and now it's, uh, you know, $5,000 and I made, you know, millions of dollars. And so, um, so I want to, to make sure that everyone goes in eyes wide open if you're going to invest or speculate with, with this uh, cryptocurrency. So number one, it's historically volatile. Number two, just valuing these cryptos can be difficult. Um, think about this. When, when you value stocks, you can look at various characteristics of the company, Management, uh, its balance sheet, its revenues. um, And then you can form an opinion to whether you think the product and the services that it offers are likely to succeed in the long run. And then you can also chart the long term, let me say it again, the long term, for the most part, historical value of various stocks and, of course, the indexes. Um, And then other assets, you got what commodities and then real estate. Uh, they can also be easier to value because they're tangible products that that you can touch. Crypto, on the other hand, it's more difficult to value because you can't touch cryptocurrencies and they don't have a long history like many of the asset classes that I just talked about. So trying to come up with a value that makes sense, it can be difficult. So when we look and we see that right now Bitcoin is $62,000, what is that based on? Is that based on what, what what is that based on versus looking and seeing that, oh, okay, um Ford is valued at this. And then we can look at balance sheets, we we can look at sales numbers, things of that nature, or your real estate is valued at this. We can look at comps in the area, you have those uh checks and balances. However, with crypto, it's a little tougher. It can be tricky. So keep that in mind. And then also another thing that I want to talk about is that it's not supported, it's not supported fully. By the banking system. So, um, uh, cryptocurrencies, they still aren't widely used or supported by uh, banks. That means you have to go outside of these uh, regulated um, options in order to do crypto-based transactions, right? Um, I know some exchanges um, are issuing credit cards that offer crypto rewards or debit cards that allow you to... uh, Access coins and things of that nature, but the reality is that the banking system as a whole, it's just not there yet. All right, so understand that. You know, this show we talk, we not only talk about investments, but we talk about taxes, and so let's talk about how taxes relate to cryptocurrencies. And so we already know that really filing your taxes it again is likely to be complicated enough. About instead of trying to ha- instead of trying to have to figure out. Uh, how to pay taxes on your cryptocurrency earnings, right and really, in the end, it all depends on how you how you receive uh the crypto um, if you use dollars or or not even dollars, but we'll call it fiat currency mm-hmm. right paper yes, paper currency, fiat currency uh to buy your coins uh your cryptocurrency, and then you hold them they're often treated as capital assets, right? So the longer you hold them, uh, if, if you hold them for less than 12 months, you pay short-term capital gains. If you hold them for longer than uh, a year, then this long-term capital gains mm-hmm. uh, after you sell your your cryptocurrency if you bought it with the dollar, right? Um, however, if you say I, I mow your lawn, mm-hmm. all right, D, I mow yes. your lawn, and you pay me in one, Bitcoin, yeah, mm, I, pretty, I did a pretty good job. One Bitcoin, well,
2: man, okay,
1: yeah, that's sixty-two thousand. You're expensive, huh? Yeah. Um, then that would be considered income to me, and then I'd be taxed at ordinary income taxes. Okay, right. So, um, so really, it can be complicated when when, when we talk about um, how to how taxes or how you tax uh, cr- these cryptocurrencies. And I would always say you need to consult with one of your tax professionals. If you have a tax professional that can give you an idea on. Whether you're buying or selling it and it's at capital gains, or whether you're getting paid in this cryptocurrency, how you're going to have to deal with Uncle Sam at the end. Um, this is a big one, too. Like I said earlier, we're in this crypto Kate, we're in this crypto craze, and we could be in this bubble on the verge of bursting, right? Prices have rapidly uh, risen over the last really few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are concerns that we could be in this bubble. Now, just like I said, there are a lot of ups and a lot of downs in relations to cryptocurrencies. And uh, the recent run up um, for many could indicate that we could be in the midst of a, of a bubble because when prices get high, some investors are likely wanting to start taking profits. And when that happens, you know, they sell their coins for a high price. However, a lot of times all that selling can start to prompt prices to drop. And if prices drop enough, then there won't be enough buyers for the cryptocurrencies. And that could leave investors who got in later, which are generally a lot of average individual investors, like my uncle, um, with large losses, right? (laughs) So we could be in the midst of a a bubble, if you will. Um, What else I want to talk about? Um, You know, I I really think, I I don't want to get into the minutiae, but, um, you know, Cryptocurrencies—we're not even main—it's not mainstream yet. It may seem like it is, uh, but it's not mainstream yet. Um, You know, despite the fervor, you know, surrounding uh, these 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 uh, currencies, um, it's really not mainstream. You still have to find someone willing to accept your Bitcoin or your Dogecoin Mm -hmm. as payment, right? Um, Or you're going to have to convert that to. Fiat currency, paper dollars, and whatever, in order to actually buy something and complete a transaction. Um, um, You know, it's also important to note that many people, um, uh, when we talk about Bitcoin wealth, it's a small amount of people. And I know that that gets publicized when when you Mm -hmm. think that, oh man, everybody's making money. No, they're not. Right. They're not. And really because these things aren't widely accepted as payment um, and aren't seen as mainstream, um, they're often pegged still as speculation. And as long as, as long as they're still pegged as a speculative investment or product, you're going to see the wild swings and um, you just have to be aware of that. Of course, regulation, there's lack of regulation, there's no regulation there. And then this is something that I read, and I want to pull this up, because this is something that I read that I really didn't think of and haven't thought about, um, because I don't really think of cryptocurrencies a lot. But um, 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 this was brought to my attention that um, when we talk about um, cryptocurrencies, uh, one of the words that goes in tandem with that is blockchain, right? Right. Whatever that is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, explain it to us. Do you explain blockchain to us real quick? I mean, I know you know. I know you know. Crickets. No, blockchain. Yeah, I have no idea. Tell us what blockchain is. I have no so idea.
2: As contracts, it's contracts. A, it's a formula. It's an algorithm. Mm. Something to do with contracts. You purchase contracts or sell contracts uh, or no, do something but <laughs> with contracts. I don't know. What
1: I did hear, though, is that they... What, what I'm hearing, they... What I'm hearing is that uh, that fiat currencies could work on the blockchain. And so while, while many uh, enthusiasts... Point to blockchain as this public ledger and a secure way to send that's payments. Right. There you go. The reality is that there's no, that that there's nothing that's stopping fiat currencies from working on the blockchain also. And so, you know, fiat currencies, you know, there's
2: yeah, yeah just trying to figure right. out how they would merge Cur-
1: currencies issued by the central bank, government central bank, yes. like like the dollar, yes,
2: uh,
1: or or the uh, what, what else is out there, uh, the pound, the, the pound and the the what. The Yuan? Yeah, the Yuan, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, so so some U.S. central banks, um, ha, some officials have even suggested that they create a digital dollar, okay. right? And so that means putting the U.S. currency on the blockchain and making it possible to execute transaction using a dollar token. And so actually China is currently working on digitizing, d- digitizing its currency. Mm-hmm. And other countries might decide to move forward with the same, doing the same thing. And in the end... Cryptocurrencies aren't especially unique in that terms, and so in those terms, and so if there's that competition that comes from an already established dollar or what is it, yuan,
2: yes, (laughs) or
1: (laughs) British pound or whatever, yes, then that could affect it there too. And so um, there's a lot of things. So so what I say is this: Um, you just have to be uh, going eyes wide open because the market is crowded with these made up currencies also, right? We got Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, they've made their way into the, the consciousness, the widespread consciousness of uh, the people out there. But really there are more than, or there are about yeah. 5,900. Yes, there are. Crypto, well, no, I'm sorry. There's 5,901. Because I recently heard that there's a cryptocurrency based on your... uh, The Squid Game. Yeah, your Halloween costume. That's right. There's a Squid Game cryptocurrency. That is insane. That makes it hard to tell which currency will catch on. And it's embarrassing. You got to think, Dogecoin was started as a joke, right? It was started as a joke. Dogecoin was started as a Mm -hmm. joke. Uh, The Squid Game, whatever is coin, coin Mm -hmm. is is a joke to Mm -hmm. me. And... Um, it's just difficult to know if you're investing in these things. There, there's Shiba Inu. Yes. Which is uh, a, a coin that's like less than one tenth of a tenth of a tenth of, a, of, a, of, a, of one cent. Yes. And people are, are loving that right now. Oh, yeah. And there's just no way to figure out which crypto will take off and which one will still have staying power. It, it just makes it difficult. And you could lose money before you even basically begin. And that's all I want to get across on here, people, is that you have to understand that it's okay with buying these cryptocurrencies if you can understand all the risks that are associated with this asset class. Um, As long as you know that um, you're going into it, and as long as there's a greater fool out there, right, there's this thing called the greater fool's theory, and that's the idea that you can make money purchasing an asset because there is always someone out there, the greater fool, who is willing to buy it from you from a, for, for a higher price. So as long as that greater fool's theory is out there, you will be fine. And so a full disclosure, I own some cryptocurrencies, but I, I don't buy it as like an, an inflation hedge. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm gambling with it, but, and I'm simply gambling on Crowd psychology, right? I have no idea whatsoever uh, why these things go up, except that there are a lot of over enthusiastic people out there who want to buy high and they want to uh, sell uh, eventually, they want to sell higher, but they'll probably sell lower, right? And so, I'm holding on to cryptocurrency because I believe that there are a lot and you know, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. Of greater fools out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, coming up next, we are going to answer your emails. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. I put a spell on you. All right. So... You're mine. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Okay. Yeah. I put a spell on you. Yeah, it is. Stop the things you do. Came out in 1957. <laughs> What's up? I love it. Most people know this. There's been a lot of variations of this too, hasn't
2: there? There have, yes.
1: Oh, yes! uh, he's screaming alright. <laughs> yeah, this is appropriate for uh. Halloween, no here on this Halloween around. day, slash soon-to-be-night, I no I like it. Yeah,
2: I think the, the version I know is from the movie Hocus Pocus. I've
1: uh, never you. heard of it. What? Uh, Bette Miller's in that, isn't she? Yeah. You? I know.
2: Okay.
1: Goaty Horn. No. No. No, not her anyway. Anyway, welcome back to the show.
2: Sarah Jessica Parker.
1: Ah, that's the same thing. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Remember even on this Halloween day slash night, soon to be night, um, you can request your retirement rescue game plan. All you got to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. And you will receive a packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risk that threaten your nest egg. We're talking about market risk, inflation risk, and most importantly, tax rate risk. You have to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, go to warrenwealth.net to request that retirement rescue game plan. Let's jump into some emails. Yes, it's email, email time. It's time to check the mail.
2: Hey, listeners. Don't forget, if you have a question for Marcus, you can now leave us a message on the Ask Marcus line. How does it work? Just call 502 502- 6221337 622 1337 and leave a message with your question. If it's a good one, it might be featured on the show. Just call the Ask Marcus line, 502-622-1337, and you might hear your question on the show. First email today is from Tim. He says, the airline that I fly for is eliminating some of our pensions and giving us a buyout instead. I'm not being forced to retire, but now I'm not increasing my pension by working more years. Do you think that I should retire and what should I do with the pension buyout?
1: Um, well, Tim, uh, really, the, these are two big questions. You know, first, first, really, when when, when we talk about uh, pensions um, and you're uh, a pilot, um, it reminds me of um, actually not your specific situation, but. You know, a lot of these companies are eliminating pensions. But um, when I think of airlines and I think of pensions, it reminds me of United Airlines. When United Airlines, uh, when was it? I think it was back during the great, uh, the great recession or, or or the financial crisis that they eliminated. They basically terminated uh, their pensions um, for uh, a lot of their um, their their pilots and. That was a devastating blow. Obviously, you can imagine if you've worked for a company 25, 30 years, and um, then they basically uh, hit uh, hit the skids and then have to um, not just in, eliminate it and offer buyouts, but just basically say, you know what, that money that we promised is gone. And generally, most pensions are um, replaced with um, uh, what's called the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, Um You know, a lot of times people don't understand that when uh, those insurance companies take over, um, which they are basically the the Pension Benefit Guaranteed Corporation or FDIC, if you have a CD and the bank goes under and FDIC takes over, they're not obligated to pay you out uh, what you're owed. They're basically, they'll give you cents, pennies basically on the dollar, um, to uh, and, and pay those things out, which really creates a financial hardship for um, a lot of people out there who are, are basically left holding the bag. But you're not in that situation. I just wanted to talk about it just because I was just uh, burning up some airtime there, Tim. Anyway, so um, <laughs> your situation is they are buying your pension out um, and they're giving you or they're giving you a, a buyout uh, option. Um, and really, when you think about retirement, retirement is a function of income. Uh, so you'll need to get uh, you know, a retirement income analysis to find out if you can retire. Um, you'll have to determine whether the income that you'll have coming in, uh, including income from assets uh, like your pension, are enough to support the lifestyle that you want in retirement. Now, whether you take the pension buyout or not depends on uh, some factors, um, so I can't give you a definite answer without knowing uh, how much you can take as a lump sum versus what the monthly payment would be, and what options you have to leave, um, uh, and what what options you have to to leave uh, to your heirs. Uh, but for many people, it makes sense to to take the lump sum, to to take the lump sum pension uh, buyout, and roll it over to a self-directed IRA because this gives you control over what to do with that money moving forward. Um, and so, you know, think about this. If if um, back in the day, United had that buyout, uh, I don't want to say a buyout, but they had a lump sum option before they just went under. Um, so uh, you have a pilot A who said, you know what? Um, I'm about to retire, say this is before the the great recession, before the financial collapse of from 2007 to 2009. Um, They said, you know what, I am going to take my lump sum and roll it over into a self-directed IRA. So they take that lump sum and now it's in their IRA. But Pilot B says, "Eh, I think that monthly annuity payment that I'm going to get from my pension, I think that's too good to pass. So I'm going to opt to get that $4,000 a month or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to the financial collapse um, when United just basically discontinued their pension. The person who rolled it over uh, into his self-directed IRA still has that money and has had it and had been able to watch it grow or pull from it for retirement income versus the person who decided to take that annuity payout or the pension payout, those monthly payments. And once that company says, Oop, we are insolvent, we can't do it. Um, uh, then he's left with basically nothing. And so if there, I generally recommend, um, and this is a generally speaking, I'm not giving you specific advice, Tim, but there, if there is a lump sum uh, option, I would Take that because then you have more control and you can, uh, you have other options. And you can even create your own personal pension with uh, annuities and insurance products and things like that if, if you so choose. So um, if you'd like us to run some of those calculations for you, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. We'll be able to give you more of a specific answer. Schedule that phone call and we can talk about it. All right. Let's uh, go to the next one.
2: Okay. Next one is from Ronnie. Who says, I've been told, I'm not sure if that's a, a man or a woman, Ronnie, male don't, or female, Ronnie.
1: I would say, uh, I would, well, you don't know these days, you know, anymore. But, oh, right. Um, right. But um, I would bet that Ronnie is a is a gentleman. Gentleman? Just, you know, okay. if I go back to my um, new edition days, which is a group, you mm-hmm. know, they had Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Ah. And Ronnie was, was a okay. was a fella. Right. I so, was
2: thinking, like, like Veronica, say. like. Betty and Veronica, sometimes Betty would call her Ronnie. So that's why I was like, oh, sure.
1: All I know is I watch a show called The Morning Show right now, Mm -hmm. and uh, the two female leads, Mm -hmm. one is Alex, Mm -hmm. um, and the other is, um, and I can't think of the name. Bradley. Mm Bradley, and the other is Bradley. Yeah. So um yeah no no telling.
2: Well, that shows kind of a train wreck. So yeah. I'm moving on. All right. <laughs> Ronnie says I've been told I don't have enough of an emergency fund in the bank. Uh what's more important? Building up uh, building that up or maxing out my 401k? And they say I'm only 5 years from retirement.
1: Um okay. Um Ronnie, first let's let's talk about what an adequate emergency fund is. So you'll typically find um that many financial professionals recommend at least three to six months of your normal living expenses for your emergency fund. So, you know, some people like to be more conservative uh, and have up to uh, 12 months of emergency expenses. But the tricky answer to your question, um, Ronnie, is that both are very important, especially if you're within five years of retirement. uh, You don't want to find yourself having to borrow money to cover emergencies, uh, whether that's borrowing, borrowing from your 401k or from a credit card or any other financial institution. so, um, But you do still want to make sure that you're putting money away for retirement. Um, I highly recommend making sure that you're saving enough in your 401k, especially enough to get that employer match because um, that's free money. And especially since you're nearing retirement, so um, if you're really uh, if you really don't know what to do and you're caught between the two choices, um, we can set up a time to discuss in more detail. Um, I would lean towards um, you know filling up that that, we, uh, that, that retirement account, um, especially if you have you know at least three to six months, at least three months of emergency fund monies in there. But um, if you want, just go to WarrenWealth.net and we can uh, discuss. All right. That is it. Let's move on. Coming up next, we're going to dive into some news you can use and news you can't use. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Of course on this Halloween we got to play This song So This song came out in
0: 1984
1: By Ray Parker Jr. Number one in the US Number two in the UK (laughs) Yeah it was yeah, there you go. And you know that I uh, have a um, another Ghostbusters coming out here pretty soon. That's right. It's no like the next generation. I forgot what it's called, but um, yeah, um, it's not the last one where they just had uh, what's her name, uh, the women doing it. Um, oh
2: yes, yes, the Kristen, female Ghostbusters. So and so, Kristen Stewart, and and some other ladies, some
1: others. Yeah, um, it, uh, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy yes. yes, and then the rest. Anyway, um, and all the right, rest. yeah, and the rest. <laughs> Welcome back to the Marcus Warren Show on this Halloween uh, where we talk all things finance and retirement, and then, of course, more importantly, taxes. And so um, what we're coming up on now is we're going to dive in to uh, a new segment that uh, – not a new segment – But our new segment called News You Can Use.
2: Kristen Wiig and Leslie Jones, the other two yes, on uh, Ghostbusters. Yes, yes, don't want to leave those ladies out. All righty. Yeah, no. So, Facebook on Thursday announced that they are changing, or they have changed, their company name to oh Meta. Yeah. The name change was announced at the Facebook Connect uh, Augmented and Virtual Reality Conference. The new name reflects the company's growing ambitions beyond social media.
1: Uh, uh, really, it uh, reflects their. Uh, need to get away from the toxic brand that Facebook has become and we all know what you're trying to do Zuckerberg you got pulling a fast one on us we, we know see. that you have been chalked full of scandals from the what are they call the Facebook papers I don't know what they're called but that right. <laughs> the, the whistleblower yes. to all of the stuff leading up to the uh, the insurrection all of that stuff um, it is time for a name change. You know what? If I get into a, uh, uh, any issues, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change just my change name your too. Name? I'm going to change my name just, and like, everybody uh, just, just like Ron Artest. Meta, meta world, world piece. piece, yeah, exactly.
2: He was also called Meta. Hey, look know, at that! I they know. just they just it's took a page from his book.
1: Anyway, so so yes, this metaverse. What are they doing again? So, yeah, so what, what, what They're what's trying the to plan?
2: create a, a a virtual reality world, basically, where everybody does everything in this virtual virtual reality world. However, <sighs> they have have already said that they don't have the technology yet for for what they're envisioning. Hmm. It's not it's not. It doesn't exist yet, but they plan to spend about $10 billion over the next few years developing the technologies required to build the metaverse.
1: Remember, well, you're probably too young, but uh, back in um, 2003, there was a company uh, birthed, birthed oh. mm-hmm. that was called Altria, right? Okay. A, Altria. Okay. But they were previously mm-hmm. called Philip Morris. Ah. And you know what Philip Morris sold? Tobacco? The cigarettes, the mm-hmm. tobacco. Yes. And you know what that was causing? Cancer, cancer. and deaths. Yes. <laughs> and you know what they got? A bunch of bad publicity. Yeah. And they rebranded back in 2003 to yeah. Altria. Yes. And well, like, you haven't cool. heard of that since. So right. they had a whole thing moving beyond smoking and. You know, and, and you know, um, so actually I guess what? it worked. You know, no yeah. one, you know, when you hear Philip Morris you, you think of tobacco and all that yes. stuff. When you hear Altria, you don't think of you that, don't. that anymore. Something and that else. is they are taking a they uh, they're basically still in that that playbook and now they're going to be meta.
2: I just what is that time frame where people forget that Facebook is meta? What is that time frame? I mean, what? I guess we do have what? a very short attention span What's Facebook? as Americans, right?
1: Huh? Yeah, I know. Uh, knows meta, huh?
2: I just don't see I mean, I just don't see how that everybody knows what Facebook is.
1: Well, it, it, it's like Google. Google changed its name to Alphabet and people still say Google, Google. it in yeah. Google I mean it's what, it's, it's whatever Yeah, anyway. that's
2: true so probably Facebook the social media will stay as Facebook and then they're trying to say mm. this big company brand is gonna be meta and mm. we're doing all this other stuff we'll have to see I'm not on yeah.
1: Facebook never been but um, you'll have to let me know okay. if, if if that it changes uh, yes if it changes yes yeah. yes and you mm-hmm. know you know, mm-hmm. I have to say never been because that mm-hmm. that's a point of pride it's a point of pride I wasn't sucked into the sheepiness yeah. of social media,
2: or you were just too but old But I was, when it uh, came but out. I was
1: on it. No, no, old people, all, only old people are on no, wait Facebook. A what are you hey, talking about? None minute. of my kids are on Facebook. Don't insult our listeners. And they've never been on Facebook. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it it's okay. It, it, it's a um, Gen X Boomer type uh, application. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know how how many uh, Millennials, uh, or or no no not not Millennials. How many Gen Wires? Did you know Generation X-Y. Wires mm-hmm. or Xers? I don't even know. No, gen y. Wires, mm-hmm. yeah, y- or Zers. Zers mm-hmm. Did you see at the uh, okay. uh, uh, the Capitol on January sixth? Um, Hardly any. You want to know why? Because yeah. they're not on Facebook, and that was the main driver. Thank you very much.
2: Okay, allegedly.
1: Allegedly. No, well, yeah, allegedly. Thank you. Thank you. Our, our legal team is... You're welcome. Just yes, tell them yeah, to that. I got some in All my right. ear. Let's, Somebody was yelling
2: let's at Let's do me. one more. Okay, a record-breaking 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs this August across an array of industries, according to a report that was released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's the highest level since the agency started tracking data in 2000 um, and the sixth consecutive month of some sky-high quitting rates. This is being dubbed the great resignation, of course. Uh. Um, (laughs) Labor experts say the uh, economic recovery doesn't take into account the national mood. Americans, according to these labor experts, they're simply burned out and emboldened by the current labor market. Uh, Former U.S. Secretary of Labor, Robert Reich, said workers are burned out, they're fed up, they're fried, in the wake of so much hardship, they're just not going to take it anymore. People are
1: quitting. Um. And
2: across various industries, And
1: you're yeah, right, to me, this is one of those marketing things that is just we're talking about in the U.S, we're talking about three to four percent of the labor force, not 30 or 40. Yes. that's not a great resignation. People love to brand things, and I, I know we're, we are in this uh, clickbait headline type mm-hmm. environment that we've been in for a long time now. No, no, no. No.
2: I mean, there I'm, are there I'm, are labor shortages across a lot of industries, right, but, causing right. supply chain issues. And that's simply restaurants, because
1: right, and that's simply because people want better.
2: And
1: the worker is finally gaining some control now. Yes, and they and they have options now. Yes, and so they're in a position where it's not about resigning; it's about hey, you know what? I have a bunch of options, so now you're going now. Uh, employer, You're going to have to show me what you can do for me, not right. specifically what I can do for you, but what you can do for me because I can go get a job here yes. and make just as much, and they're offering me these things too. And so now... Uh, we're seeing that a little bit of that pendulum swing to now where the employees, the employees and the labor force is having at least a little bit of, of power. And right. we'll see how that plays out. But this whole great great resignation stuff to me, when you look at the numbers, um, you know, it's 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 not a
2: small percentage of the labor force. It's not
1: all of what what, what is cracked up to be. All right. That's well, fall, this is so. news. Well, yeah, it's 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 news and it, you know, it's it's on there, but it's and it's news you can use. Thank you very much for that news that you can use and you know what if we actually left our listeners with that that would definitely be enough but that's not what we do here we want to give you more we want to under promise and over deliver and the one thing we're going to deliver on is what is bringing or taking the world by storm mm-hmm. and that is the news you can't use
2: in the spirit of the holiday, we've got a new story out of British Columbia. Police in British Columbia said a driver was asked to remove the Halloween decorations from his car after it was determined to be a little too scary. Scary for who? So the driver, actually the officers, responded to a report of a suspicious vehicle parked near an intersection and arrived to find the car that had been decorated with fake blood and a message that said, "Helped me. Help me, uh, spelled uh, out in so, duct tape. Uh, people thought, fake blood and help me, spelled out in duct tape. Somebody yeah. actually thought this was real. Somebody I don't really see why you wouldn't. wrote help me on a window of a car that was a ban- that was empty. You can break the window and get out if you were really trapped inside the car. anyway. if you were
1: malnourished.
2: So police, uh, uh, police asked him to make his Halloween decorations a little less scary because obviously people are going to report the suspicious car. I think this only happens in Canada.
1: (laughs) <laughs> is that, yes, of British course. Columbia, yes. Well, because you know they're you know can, the Canadians are supposedly yeah, nice and they're so. They're super you nice. Know, and yeah. So, and so and, that, and, and very and, concerned. And, and that no, but that is why you yes. were asking why someone wouldn't break the windows even though yeah. they were abducted and put help they're me. they were too nice. They were too nice. They did not want to break oh, the windows of the okay. car that they were abducted in. So right. they wrote. Why that would they on think
2: there. that? Only Americans yes. would think yes, that. Exactly. Only, only Americans.
1: There you go. What? <laughs> what okay,
2: <else>? this, <laughs> uh, New Zealand city. We're going international on this news. Can't use today a New Zealand city seems to have left itself vulnerable to a revenge hex. The City Council of Christchurch announced that it will stop paying its official wizard the sixteen thousand dollars a year that it had been paying him since
1: nineteen ninety eight. Wow, did you say wizard?
2: I sure did. Ian Brackenberry Channel, aka the Wizard, has been serving as the city's appointed necromancer since the olden days of 1998. And over the past two decades, he has made a total of 368 thousand dollars to provide acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services as part of promotional work for the city of Christchurch.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm you know, you you uh, you say wizard, and that. Uh, you know, I, I I have these visions of, mm-hmm. um, not Dumbledore. So, no, oh. I have. No, I have visions of the of, of the evil, bad oh. wizards Voldemort. like no like oh. David Duke and oh. these grand wizards oh. from um you know no. these clans from he back was, in the day. So we're we're talking about magical. And, wi- okay, yes, good, magical good. wizard.
2: Yes, all right, yeah, yes. Okay. Um, right. The, the wizard says uh, sure. uh, he uses power. He should have. Use his powers to see this coming, of course. Um, but he said the city has no imagination and projects an image of bureaucrats drinking lattes on the boulevard. Yeah, um, the boulevard. He basically says every day the world gets more serious. So fun is the most powerful th- thing in the world right now. They will have to oh kill God. me to stop me.
1: Well, that's easy. No, but no, I'm just kidding. But he's you know wizards. That that's uh, that's definitely. Where, where do you find these things? I mean, that's definitely hey, yeah. news you can't use because wizards and uh people scared of of hexes and it's it's insane but thank you d and we all know what this music means it means we've come to the end of the show i want to thank everyone for listening have a great week and take it easy on this sunday
0: Thank you for listening to the Marcus Warren show for more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.